This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Welcome to the Joy of Living Creatively. My name is Eric Maisel and I'd like to guide you through a nine-episode series that examines the relationship between creativity and addiction and that presents a first-ever recovery program for creative people. Hope that you'll share these episodes with your creative friends who may be suffering from an addiction or who may be worried about their addictive tendencies. For a more complete examination of this subject, please take a look at my new book, co-authored with the addiction specialist Dr. Susan Rayburn called Creative Recovery, a complete addiction treatment program that uses your natural creativity. It's just been released from Shambhala Books and is available now from Amazon and other booksellers. Today's episode is the ninth and last in the series. It's called The Creative Person in Recovery. begin. Active recovery provides you with the opportunity to do decades of creative work while sober. This may not seem to you like a blessing in the first months of sobriety or even in the first year or two, year or two as you struggle to work your recovery program and wish you had a few drinks or a fix to help you with your current novel or painting. Ultimately though, as you find the way to access your emotions go deep without fear, and tackle the challenges of the creative life without recourse to addictive sub substances or behaviors, you will discover that you have not only saved your life, but saved your creativity as well. That you are in active recovery doesn't, however, mean that you won't experience depression, anxiety, emotional ups and downs, relationship difficulties, and have the shadowy part of your personality reappear with a vengeance. That you are in active recovery doesn't mean that you won't, you won't be frustrated by spending two years writing a screenplay that never comes alive, that it won't make you want to tear your hair out to have your excellent novel remaindered because of poor sales, or that it will inoculate you against doubts about your talent or your imaginative powers. Recovery may save you from drinking yourself to death, but it doesn't save you from life. Life, the good and the bad, the easy and the difficult, inexorably continues. What it does provide you with are brilliant new possibilities. When asked to describe her experience in recovery, seven years after she stopped drinking, Carolyn Knapp explained, quote, for all the drama of being drunk and quitting drinking, for all the wrenching anguish of that split between the worlds of before and after, sobriety is really about being a human, a plain old human at that, with plain old human struggles, joys, and sorrows. Before, a person in a fog. After, just a person. I can choose to read or not read, deal or not deal, Stay far away from that sea of emotions or plunge in head first. What sobriety guarantees, its unequivocal, 
and daily blessing is possibility. Unquote. Now you are obliged to face all of life sober. You have decided not to turn your anxiety into an eating disorder, not to mask your depression with stimulants, not to hide the truth from yourself about the real challenges of the creative life in an alcoholic haze. You have made it harder on yourself by opting for recovery and by bravely and mindfully removing the crutches and meaning substitutes that served you for so long. Now you've committed to having feelings rather than fleeing from them, seeing clearly rather than blinking, and standing up straight rather than ducking. This is honorable of you, smarter, smart of you, and healthy for you, but it also keeps you awash in the cold spray of reality. Before, your main challenge on a given day might have been scoring or dealing with your day job while drunk. Now your main challenge is likely to be one of the regular challenges that artists sober or using experience. Challenges like actually getting to your creating, spending enough time there once you arrive, doing good creative work, and finding the wherewithal to effectively market your wares in a competitive marketplace. You may be sober, but you are no less an artist with all that implies. You still have to show up, do the work, and live the life. That has never been easy for anyone and won't be easy for you just because you are in active recovery. A central task for the artist in recovery is to face this truth straightforwardly and with as little fear as possible. You want to believe that you are equal to all of these challenges, especially the challenge of deeply creating, and not hampered or hindered by having given up your crutch. As your recovery time grows, you want to grow with it into a confident person who is not scared to make significant creative messes and mistakes, who is not afraid to stand in front of a blank canvas completely sober, who is not afraid to access thoughts and feelings that were previously masked and held as taboo. The challenges may be real and hard, but you want to face them unafraid. John, a painter, explained, quote, What I didn't want sobriety to mean was that I was supposed to live scared, unable to open up to the universe and let imagery pour through me for fear that, by being that open, I would lose control of my sober intentions and start drinking. I didn't want to become a white-knuckle painter, always afraid that big feelings, wild intensity, and real passions were not allowed in my life, and all that remained was tameness. That would be no life at all for an artist. By reminding myself of my intention not to be afraid, I finally became unafraid. Now I can paint anything I want, any way I want. Of course, the result isn't always successful, but it feels wonderful to experience bravery and pride as I stand before a blank canvas and know that I am actually present." Unquote. There are obvious tasks in recovery like attending self-help meetings, noticing triggers, making recovery a priority, and not using. There are also many subtle tasks for a creative person, like attempting creative work that suits your stage of recovery and your recovery needs. For instance, by holding off on an ambitious novel during your first months of sobriety, 
but tackling it a year later as you become aware that you're using recovery as an excuse not to create. Similarly, it may be important for you to paint explicit paintings of the abuse you received as a child, as that may be exactly the work that your recovery, your therapy, and your art require. But a time may come when painting those explicit paintings amounts to a stuck place, an indulgence, and a way of not moving forward. These are the sorts of subtle challenges that will indubitably remain. Our shadows, shortfalls, and addictive nature are hard, if not impossible, to eradicate completely. If your goals are to maintain your recovery, manifest your potential, create in a regular way, fashion a good career as a creative person, and make yourself proud by living an engaged, authentic, modulated, and mindful life, you have a lot to pay attention to each and every day. Your life isn't just about abstinence or just about succeeding as a novelist or a painter. It is about spending today in a way that makes you proud, down to the details of showing up at your easel, showing up at a self-help meeting, and loving your loved ones, and spending tomorrow in the same way, and the day after that, too. We are not free of our addictive nature just because we have been in recovery for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, or more. It is part of the way that we are built. That's why we had that two-pack-a-day cigarette habit or that lifelong misadventure with eating. The best we can do is to use our recovery awareness, our recovery tools, and our recovery program in ways that allow us to as effectively deal with a compulsion to check emails or to play solitaire as with a compulsion to drink alcoholically. The compulsion may sneak up on us, but once we've spotted it, we know what to do. Treat it seriously with our full complement of recovery tools. That ends today's show. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. Please tune in next week for another episode of The Joy of Living Creatively. If you've subscribed to The Joy of Living Creatively, you won't miss a single episode. To subscribe, please visit personallifemedia.com or look for The Joy of Living Creatively in iTunes. If you found today's episode useful, I hope that you'll purchase your own copy of Creative Recovery, available now from Amazon and other booksellers. And I hope that you'll visit my website to learn more about my books and services. To visit, please head over to ericmazel.com. That's E-R-I-C-M-A-I-S-E-L dot com. Thank you for listening. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. <laughs>